Salutations! I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And this is Quotes and Anecdotes. We're in person! Hooray! Hurrah! Three yep. cheers for... Hey. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been... Three cheers, about... just like... Oh, wait, no, we shouldn't say our topic yet. Oh, well, I mean, what I was going to say was that we're still confusing and, and mixing up and messing up the sound quality of this recording, even though we're just in person. Just by talking, yeah. Just by talking. But, I mean, yeah. We're in person. It's so much better when we're in it's person. It's so much better. Because you're, like, right there. I can touch you. <laughs> I just touched your face. <laughs> she feels... She, Bronwyn apparently felt the need to demonstrate the fact that she... Oh, yes, I can literally physically touch you. Let me just go ahead and touch your face. Yeah. So much nicer. No, it's so much better when we're in person. Yeah. I love it when we're in person. Your hands are so cold. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Three people have told me that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it, Sophia. <laughs> well, I'm warming up your hand now. Sophia's warming up my hand <laughs> by just holding it. My hands are warm. Very. I'm just a cold person. Inside and out. No, just kidding. I was about to say that. <laughs> I guess we agree on something. No. <laughs> this is like proved to be a very problematic episode friendship wise so far it's been two seconds i know and we've already (laughs) nearly ruined our friendship i'm kidding this has been a really weird afternoon of us just insulting each other and then apologizing (laughs) for it later on not like actually insulting no no like like, teasing each other yeah 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 definitely yeah for sure Mm -hmm. sophia scared me I did! I was very proud of this because Bronwyn always scares me. I come up behind you and I give you a hug and I say, Happy Thursday. And you grab onto our shoulders and you scream in our ears. I don't scream. Okay, fine. You make us jump. No, (laughs) barbarian. I am a civilized human being. Are you? I'm sorry, okay. everyone. I'm Anyways, very, let's move on to our word I'm list. in a very strange mood today. We both are. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm, it's, I'm really sorry. It's we late were very now. unproductive preparing this episode, and now we're paying yeah, it, for it. It might be a strange episode, so I'm sorry, everyone. But we have some wordlets to just get us get us back into podcasting mode. Hopefully, switch it does. that switch from um from life. From to the alternate universe <laughs> of podcasts, the dystopian universe of podcasts. I'm just not helping you out in any way. No, you really not. No. <laughs> I really wanted to see how you would get yourself Continue around that digging one. the hole. Yeah, wordlets. Moving on, wordlets. Bronwyn, what's I get to edit this episode, so you get to go first. What's your first step? What's your first wordlet? My first wordlet is the word oxymoronic. So, obviously, well, not necessarily obviously, but many of you would know that an oxymoron is a figure of speech in which contradictory terms appear in conjunction. So, like, they're a contradicting phrase. But the reason that I chose the word oxymoronic is I really like when you take a noun and turn it into an adjective or a verb. So, for example, I and I was writing an essay the other day, and... 
instead of saying this is an oxymoron, I was like the oxymoronic way in which he said it or something like that. And it just, even though when you Google the word oxymoronic, there's it's a little bit squirrely on the definition. It's like kind of a bit, a bit sketch, you know, it's still a word. And it's just cool that, I don't know, that like, it's just fun to turn nouns into adjectives. The verb, the noun turned into a verb that I was thinking of in the same essay. I also said that the, someone synonymized something with another thing, <laughs> which I don't know. It's like, I mean, it works. Yeah, it works. And I just find that really fun to do. So that's my first word. Yeah, What's your first word? That's word-lit? a cool word. Um, my first word lit, I thought of when Bronwyn was um, uh, singing Talking. for me. Oh. <laughs> Did we start again? I was going to make a joke, but then you just said that, and then it kind of... Because it was going to be funny if you didn't say singing, but then you singing. My um, first word lit this week is canorous. I'm not really entirely sure how to pronounce that. It's spelled C-A-N-O-R-O-U-S. Um, and I came up with this word when Bronwyn, earlier while we were preparing... Uh, this episode, she showed me a song that she is singing in chorus that she was very excited about, and I can't say I understood the song very well, but I understand it's fun to sing. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you enjoy it. And so I thought of <laughs> I thought of this word. That was a weird way of saying that, but um, it means melodious or a pleasure to listen to. And may I just say that Bronwyn, your voice is very canorous. Oh, thanks. It doesn't sound as nice as melodious. I thought you were gonna say as. Doesn't sound as nice as mine. No, <laughs> it certainly is canorous. I mean, I can't word, disagree. The I can't word disagree. Canorous does not sound as nice as melodious. Yes, yeah, it's not a very melodious word. No, it isn't. It isn't very pleasurable to listen to. So my second wordlet is yes. the word palimpsest. So this means a manuscript palimpsest. Or pe- oh, I'm sorry. So my first wordlet is a palimpsest. It's your second wordlet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so my second wordlet is a palimpsest, and it means a manuscript or a piece of writing material on which the original writing has been effaced to make room for later writing, but of which traces remain. So this is actually my English teacher's favorite word, and she's talking really? about it in English. And she was talking about like where this kind of comes from is in like when people used to write on papyrus with ink when they were done like writing. If they were writing, like, a, a poem on a piece of papyrus, they would write it out all the way down and use the whole piece of papyrus. And then once they, they're like, oh, and I want to write the next verse of this poem. But they didn't want to use a whole nother sheet of papyrus. Like, it was pretty expensive and hard to make. They weren't going to go and make a whole nother sheet of papyrus. So what they did instead is they would just scrape away the like the top of the papyrus and just scrape it down until it was blank again and then scrape off all the ink and then they would write their poem on it but sometimes if they didn't do this well enough some of the like ink would bleed through so for example if the poem was or if the like sentence was i am in love with you if they hadn't erased the thing before well enough maybe sometimes a word would over time kind of become more visible and it would say like I am not in love with you. So things like that. Whoa. Which, yeah. So that's where the word palimpsest comes from. That's very cool. Yeah, very. I've definitely heard the word palimpsest before. I can't remember where. It was some sort of movie or 
something. It might have been the Da Vinci Code. That seems like it would be something Very good that book. would result from the Da Vinci Code. I don't yeah. remember. It, or to, yeah, I've definitely heard it before, and I didn't really know the definition of it, but it's really cool. Yeah, and I thought that like where it came from was cool. The etymology. Yeah, that's awesome. So, what is the final wordlet of? This very fine week. My final wordlet was also found on that uh, Instagram that my grandmother introduced to me called Love Lost Words. Um, and it is Serac, which neither, none of, neither of the two of my words are very pretty sounding this week. <laughs> but um, I thought I liked sort of, I liked that there was a word for this. And the meaning of the word is a pinnacle of ice on the surface of a glacier. So, like, um, with icebergs, there's the, the iceberg that we see is actually just the tip of It's just huge, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, exactly. It's the tip of the iceberg, that, and there's so much more of it underneath the ocean. And that's always kind of fascinating, fascinated me. Like, even these huge icebergs that, you know, we see in pictures, that's only the tip of it. There's so much more underneath yeah. the ocean. Um, and I really, really liked that there was an actual word for the that Definitely. specific tip of the iceberg. So that was, that's my little word. My I word thought that was phenomenal. I loved your words as well. I'm glad we agreed on this. <laughs> okay, I think we need to just get into the topic. Yeah, definitely. No more <laughs> delay. No, no more, more procrastination. And we're withering in the corner it. in the dark, freezing cold. Oh, it's time yeah, to oh, spring into... Spring! And that's our topic for this week. Because spring is here, and spring even... Spring has sprung. It hasn't It yet, hasn't, though. But it will. <laughs> it will soon. And it feels like spring outside right now. It does. That's how we came up with this topic, actually, was because for the past, like, two or three days, it's been really warm out. And you can go outside without a jacket. Just and barely. Waiting. Like just the very little yeah. beginnings of that. It's like 40 or 50 degrees, which compared to the yeah. very freezing cold snow temperatures we've had for the past months, um, it's a really nice change. And I can wait for the bus without freezing now. Yeah. And like my fingers don't get super cold. And, and it's, it's like it smells like spring. Yeah. And... and Daylight savings ended, which means that it's That's late true. later. And that's a big thing that makes it feel a lot like spring. And Definitely. in my mind, I've convinced myself that even though there's the last bits of snow on the ground, it's spring now. Even if it snows again, it's spring now. There's no business for it to be snowing again, because it's spring now. Spring has sprung. I don't know when I think that like spring has happened. Now, I mean, now that It's just a mental shift, Now that you we've know? done this episode, I, def- I think... I do definitely experience that mental shift. I don't think I'm aware of it, though. So, like, even so, if it's another 20-degree day, I've, I've told myself it's spring. Really? No more, no more See, winter. See, my mind. mind doesn't work that way. If there's snow on the ground, One of my friends winter. said that this morning, and I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting for me. But definitely spring is, is one of my, I mean, I like all the seasons, though. That's the issue. So I can't say that it's one of my favorite seasons when... Literally every season is one of my favorite seasons. Um, After spring has sprang, it has sprung. (laughs) And it's about to spring. (laughs) You know? Mm. (laughs) See, Sophia and I came up with the title of the the 
So yeah, for once the... we came up with the title of the episode before we actually recorded the episode, which I think is a moment in quote Santa's history that has never happened before. I think for a reason. Because Probably. now <laughs> I really want to make this a funny joke that we reference in the title. Yeah. And I have no clue how. But let's just say it, guys. Spring, spring, sprung. Let's conjugate some verbs. And Indeed. with that... And I also don't know... Maybe this isn't a topic that we should go into as we've got to get to quotes and words and all that wonderful stuff. But what's the difference between sprang and sprung? Sprang? I think they're different tenses. I sprang. I, sp- I guess you can't say I sprang. I sprung. Yeah, I sprung over the hills. I sprang. You sprang. He sprang. She sprang. It sprang. We sprang. You sprang. <laughs> I feel like difference between okay guys oh so okay guys we did some sleuthing so should I use sprung or sprang May 5th 2015 sprang is the past tense for example beads of sweat sprang from his skin sprung is the past participle beads of sweat have sprung have sprung from his from his that's spring. why you say spring has sprung that makes sense yeah. you learn something new every day i think that's phenomenal grammar grammar times words <laughs> words um you get to go first this week i certainly do so i had a bit of trouble finding a word not going to lie but it's good because i think i can explain this one hopefully it makes sense so the word that I chose is blithesome. So the word blithesome, I find it a very hard word to say, I'm not going to lie. It's a THS, blithesome. Blithesome? I struggle with it. I that you did. So this word is... It doesn't sound like a nice word, I'm going to be honest. But its definition like, is really nice. The thing is, it sounds like blithesome. It does. But it's not. It's blithesome. And it means filled with, marked by, or causing pleasure. So... The sense that I was thinking of this was that the spring just always makes me happier. As soon as it's spring, as soon as it's getting warmer and it's lighter out, it just puts me in a better mood for the next few months. And I just love it. So that's why I think that the spring is blithesome. Definitely. That's a really good way of describing spring now that I'm uh, thinking about it. Not laughing at me? it's... (laughs) Um, it is spring is definitely something that is filled with marked by and that causes pleasure for i would say most people yeah um find spring very pleasurable so it's a very good word that describes spring certainly do you want to know the etymology of it i would love to so the etymology of the word blithesome well i actually just found the etymology of the word blithe because obviously the two go kind of hand in hand so it it is a Germanic word, and it's kind of a combination of the Old English word blithe, the Dutch, <laughs> ble- I don't know how to speak Dutch, blijde, so B-L-I-J-D-E, and English bliss, and it all became blithe. I like and the word bliss. Yeah, bliss is pretty cool. So yeah. Yeah. Sophia, That's what's your word? word? Um, so my word I originally had as a wordlet because I just really like this word. Um, and then I realized, and Bronwyn pointed out, that um, it actually works really well for the topic of spring. So my word is euphoria, which 
I just love this word. It means a feeling or state of intense excitement and happiness. And um, I definitely think that this is the kind of feeling, especially when spring has first sprung. You, you know, you, you walk outside the door and it's warm and it's beginning to smell like spring. And it's to smell a lot like spring mess. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really good word, and I like the word euphoria. And I think that euphoria, I believe, is definitely a feeling that's associated with the springtime. What is the etymology of the word euphoria? Well, it comes from Greek, so maybe you can help me out in Yes, I certainly can, because I recognize this verb! Oh, I'm so excited. So it comes from the Greek eu. 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 Um, which means well, and then ferin. Ferin? Yeah, ferin. Which ferin. is the infinitive f- form of the verb pharaoh. Ferin, which means to bear. Which is, it also means tangent, tangent in etymology, but like pharaoh is like to ferry or to carry something, to bear something. So yeah, that's, yeah. anyways. It's very ferin. cool. I just recognize um, that. And then it turns to uh, euphoros. Do you know that one? No. and then to modern latin um and then euphoria in the late 17th century so i i really really like this word um in general and i also think it's a very good word to describe spring i agree i think so i feel like i'm in a state of euphoria whenever i look outside the window at 7 p.m and it's not pitch black out definitely and then now on to our quotations Yes, so moving right along. Some um, we've got a bunch querulous of quotes. What does the word querulous mean? Querulous? Querulous. Querulous. Like, is that a word? Isn't it? Yes, but I don't think it means the positive <laughs> thing that you think it means. So now on to our <laughs> quotes. Actually. And we've got um, quite a few quotes this week um, because we won't have quite as many anecdotes about yes. spring. Less specific things. So, definitely. So my Brian, first quote. Your first quote. Whoa, we're so insane. Okay, so my first quote is by the actor Robin Williams, who I'm just going to Google so I have a (laughs) bit of a bio on. Okay, so he was an American actor and comedian, um, and he actually died just in 2014. Um, Anyways, the quote that he did once say is... Spring is nature's way of saying, let's party. I don't really know how much I'm going to have to talk about this quote, but I just, like, it's just fun. It's just saying, it's a way of saying, throw our troubles away. For now is the time to be rejuvenated, to get a burst of energy, to live life to its fullest, to get motivated to do more, to just party yeah i love any quotes that um sort of express nature as i don't know it might personify nature yeah sent like express nature as a sentient certainly thing um i just love any quotes that say that like oh you know uh nature says this when flowers blossom or whatever it may be um and i just kind of love the idea that nature is saying like or nature is being happy when spring comes around because of all the color and all of the leaves and you know baby animals are being born blossoms 
plants. The leaves are harvest, turning green. Leaves are turning green. Everything's colorful. Yeah. Um, I don't know what spring is like. I mean, I don't know if we have such a wide diversity of listeners about that. How yeah. different well, springs than in we places, do. But I mean, where yeah. we live, it's spring is a very different season. Probably the season that changes the most. Like yeah. between winter and spring is the most change. Um, because it's all of this rebirth and this growth. And for some reason where we live, it goes kind of quickly from winter to hot weather. Like, yes. The snow like melts very, and then the next quickly. week it's like you could wear a t-shirt. Yeah. So, which isn't necessarily good. No, I kind of, it also, that makes that spring seem yeah. a lot shorter. I wish there were um, more weeks where we had like spring weather, not quite super hot summer weather yet, but spring weather yeah. would be good but yeah I I mean basically what I was gonna say was that I just love any quote that um makes nature seem like it's a person and I definitely agree with the fact that spring is nature's way of saying let's party all right um I'm gonna go ahead and read my first quote if that's all right I agree um I like my first quote I believe it's kind of a poem but I'm not really sure what context it was set in um it, the quote is, For winter's rains and ruins are over, and all of the season of snows and sins, the days dividing lover and lover, the light that loses, the night that wins, and time remembered is grief forgotten, and frosts are slain and flowers begotten, and in green underwood and cover, blossom by blossom the spring begins. Um, and I, I mean, a little preface to some of my quotes a lot of my quotes which I didn't do this intentionally but a lot of my quotes this week are very negative about winter and this was not intentional we did do an entire episode where we talked about how much we love winter yeah um so I'm not intending to be like winter sucks finally spring is here but um for us we have a very long winter here in the yeah in the in the, in the, in the, in the yeah where we live um and at the beginning of winter, which is when we recorded our winter episode, it's wonderful because, like, oh, it's Christmas time, it's snow, it's so pretty out, and it's, like, nice and crisp and cold. Yeah. And then by the time it gets to, like, February and March, everyone is done with winter. You just want it to be warm weather again. You just want it yeah. to be spring. And so there's a part of me that, um, at the end of every winter, I'm like, thank goodness it's not winter anymore. But there's still that, you know, I still appreciate winter. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just a good season. It's just not very, at the very end long. Of winter. Yeah, the end of winter is is never fun. No. Um, so I just wanted to point out that my intention is not to be negative towards winter, but this particular quote um, is being a little bit... But it's an know, exciting think, time of year when you're ready to move on. Exactly. Rebirth. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot of good things in spring. Um, and really uh, what I liked about this quote was not so much the negativity about winter, but blossom by blossom the spring begins. And I just wanted to focus on that part. Um, in particular, because um, this spring really does begin blossom by blossom. Like, it starts with slightly warmer weather, and then the snow melts, and then one day you notice there's a little flower where there wasn't one before, or the grass is a little bit greener than it was before. And the quote perfectly encapsulates exactly how spring begins, because it is little by little, blossom by blossom. And I just loved, I absolutely loved the way that um, this person described how spring begins and I thought it would be a good quote to start out on so this was said by Algernon Charles Swinburne um, who was an English poet playwright novelist and critic so yeah yeah no I really agree I just that's one of my favorite things about spring is just ready to see everything 
become full of life again. Yeah. Blossom by blossom. So I love that. I think that's great. You know, that's so funny. Wait, it's blossom by blossom the spring begins. I saw, when I was looking for quotes, I saw a quote that was just blossom by blossom the spring begins. And I was like, oh, I don't know the context, but I'm sure it's good. And then I forgot to follow up on that. And I didn't realize that was what you had chosen to do. Yeah. That's it's a good, good quote. I like, I liked it. Um, what's your second quote, Robin? So my second quote is, can words describe the fragrance of the very breath of spring? And forgive me for the pronunciation of this name, but it's Nelce Blanchin. Nelce Blanchin, something like that. It's the uh, this person's name is spelled N E L T J E, and then Blanchin. Um, and she was a United States scientific historian and nature writer who published several books on wildflowers and birds under the pen name Nelce Blanchin. Um, her full name is actually kind of cool. It's Nutshade Blanche and de Graff Doubleday. Wow. That's yeah. quite the name. Um, and her work is best known for its synthesis of scientific interest with poetic phrasing, which honestly I think is really cool. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. I don't know a lot of people who can successfully pair poetry and science. Cause yeah, you're They're very opposite subjects. I love that. And I feel like you ha- kind of have a potential to bore everyone because... <laughs> Many people are kind of either science or oriented and don't like poetry or poetry oriented and, and don't like science. Yeah. So, but I can imagine based on this quote that um, she was quite successful and I think that, that I personally would really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, so can words describe the fragrance of the very breath of spring? Um, and it's again kind of, I mean, maybe you've noticed throughout this essay, this essay, whoa, maybe you've noticed throughout this episode our struggle to put into words our appreciation for spring. Yeah. That paired with our exhaustion, but even so, yeah. it is kind of a, a euphoric feeling um, that is maybe, I don't know, sentimental is the wrong word, but there's kind of some sentimentality in with spring as well, just kind of the feeling it's almost comforting because it happens every year. and Yeah, like you know it's going to return to spring again. Exactly, and... Um. But it's hard to describe that emotion and that beauty of spring. Definitely. Um, And I love that it's questioning it. Like, maybe someday we will find words to describe the fragrance of the breath of spring. Um, It's not saying, like, there are no words, but it's saying it's hard to find them. But Can someone help me? (laughs) Can there, perhaps? Can these words be found someday? Um... Yeah, I love that. I also love the breath of spring mm. because a lot of times, um, sometimes how you recognize spring is that it's like a nice breeze and you're like, and you yeah. get, um, I don't know, a whiff of the smell of spring on the breeze and you think, oh my gosh, it's, it's springtime. Actually, it's funny that you say that, so that reminds me, in some places of the world, and I know like near the Rocky Mountains, um, I have family who lives in Calgary and Alberta, which is in Western Canada and it's, they live um right by the rocky mountains and their winter is very long like it's basically snowy from october to may but they also get these winds called chinooks which are these warm winds that they just come i don't know how often they come by but they come by every now and then in the spring and they melt everything for a few days and it's warm out they melt everything, and it's these winds, and that's how people know that it's springtime and spring is coming. It's that's because amazing. of these winds called the Chinooks. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. 
So that's awesome. That quote. Sophia, what's your next quote? Um, my next quote is another negative one about winter. Um, but it is, if winter comes, can spring be far behind? And this one didn't necessarily have to do with, like, the season of spring and what is it's like for spring to come along. But I kind of just loved the, I don't know, I guess metaphoric aspect yeah, of it. Um, meaning, like, a lot of people consider winter as just long, cold, dark months. But a way to think about it is because winter's here, that means that spring is going to come. And, uh, you know, looking at winter as it could be, like, a dark period in someone's life, but that means that there's a really light period coming up and there's growth and happiness and color and all these things that are associated with spring, that's coming up soon. Mm -hmm. And even though there might be those periods, all that means is that when spring comes, it's going to be all that much more exciting and wonderful and you can appreciate it that much more. And so I just kind of loved the metaphoric aspect of this quote and the association with the seasons. And I love when you compare things that happen in life to seasons. Yeah. I I love seasons in general. They're pretty awesome. Which is pretty cool. But yeah, uh, I just kind of loved the, I don't know, the association that comes with that quote. So I mean, what I... Like, again, I saw when I was looking for quotes, some other quotes that were talking about how winter comes every year, but right after it, so does spring, and it happens every year. So it's kind of something it's you like can guarantee depend on. every year. Everything's going to be, if you're looking at it a metaphor, everything is going to be better. And I don't know, even like an actual kind of example is something that is called seasonal affective disorder or SAD, and it's like... A type of depression that comes that a lot of people get in the winter when the days are shorter, there's less light, um, when it's colder, and it's a literal type of depression. But as soon as spring comes, that kind of disappears. Or yeah. um, for a lot of people, that really does help with it. It's funny because this is a really common thing in places like Canada, where the winters are much longer. Um, but yeah, so I just, I don't know, I thought that was an example of that. Yeah, and the the tone of this quote kind of reminds me of um, "You're Going to Be Amazing" that right, from, that we talked from about. Taz that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Like the guarantee that spring is coming, even though it may be winter now and it may be dark and cold and sad now, spring is definitely coming because it does every year. Yeah, and so you it's can going depend to happen. On it. Exactly. You just have to wait a few more days. Yeah, exactly. And then you're gonna be. So I liked the reassurance of this quote. I definitely, it was really nice. Yeah. What's your second quote? My third Wait, your quote, third quote. <laughs> is a quote by Christina Rossetti, who, Christina Georgina Rossetti was an English poet who wrote a variety of romantic, devotional, and children's poems, and she is famous for writing Goblin's Market and Remember. She lived from 1830 to 1894. And this quote is, spring is when life is alive in everything. Um, which is something that I really like because I love that. it's, I don't know, that's part of the reason I find spring so exciting is because life is everywhere. And I've always feel that's part of the reason that winter can be so long is it gets exhausting to look at the same like barren trees and gray landscape every day. But 
you can never get tired of looking at a land that's like full of green trees and lush and beautiful and alive. Absolutely. Even if it's the same view every day. And that's why spring is so amazing because and it's again like a reassurance that this life is alive like yeah these these trees are alive because look how green and how colorful and happy they are these flowers are alive because look they're blossoming and um yeah it's again sort of that reassurance that um look the world is alive and yeah i just kind of love that yeah it's really well, it adds yeah i just i really like it it's kind of it just in some ways encapsulates how i'm feeling about how I feel about spring, um, and it, it explains kind of part of my excitement. It's kind of funny because this kind of goes back to the, can words describe the fragrance of the very breath of spring? Because with these quotes, we're finding ways to describe. Yeah. Oh, But we kind of have to combine a lot of different ones to get, like, Definitely. Like a full to get the full essence of spring. To encapsulate it all. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. In everything, too. Yeah. And even people. Spring is when life's alive in people as well, yeah. especially the first couple of days of spring, because... The amount of conversation, everyone agrees when you say, oh, I'm so glad it's so nice out, it's yeah. getting spring, everyone's like, yeah, it's so nice out, or, I don't know, it's just, everyone's in a better mood. It, it, it's noticeable, too, like in school, people will mention, oh my gosh, I'm so glad it's so nice out, everyone's it's just so a bit, warm out, everyone's tiny just a bit little happier. bit happier. The yeah. school smells slightly different, did you notice that? I haven't. I don't really notice it in school. Definitely in the lobby because yeah. those are where the doors open just, all the time. It smells almost humid and a bit yeah. warm. Yeah, That's and it just good. everything and everyone feels alive. For sure. Um. Yeah, I realized at the end of my last quote, I forgot to tell you about the person who said it. So the person who said the last quote, which is "If winter comes, can spring be far behind?" was Percy Bysshe Shelley. Um who was one of the major English romantic poets who is regarded by some um, as among the finest lyric and philosophical poets in the English language and one of the most influential. Sophia, what is your third quote? Um, my third quote also doesn't really have to do with as much with the season um, of spring itself. It's more of just all the seasons, which, and I just kind of absolutely love this quote, and I couldn't not include it, even though it wasn't spring-specific. So um, the quote is, There is no season such, de- such delight can bring as summer, autumn, winter, and the spring. And that was said by William Brown, who was an English pastoral poet, um, born at Tavistock, Devon, and educated at Exeter College, Oxford. But I absolutely love this quote because as we're looking at all these quotes about spring and how some of them are, are more negative about winter, I'm thinking like, man, I love all the seasons, all of them. And I don't know if I ever go somewhere or live somewhere, I guess, that doesn't have seasons so much. Like I know, for yeah. example, in Galapagos, they have the rainy season and the dry season and that's it. Like there's no summer, winter, fall, spring. Yeah. Um, so that would be definitely something that I would miss about living somewhere where it is constantly changing and you know that after one, there's always going to come the other. So there's only a little bit to wait. Um, and uh, it just, the quote kind of perp- per- perfectly encapsulated how I feel about the seasons and just nature in general. I mean, the seasons are part of nature and I mentioned before that I love nature, but um yeah, that every season can bring delight, and each season is special. And uh, I just, I really, really loved this this quote, 
and even though it's not very spring specific, I I couldn't not include it. And so I yeah. it's funny because what you were saying about how you love every season and for me winter I have a tricky relationship with because yeah, if winter that's was fair. one or two. I like months the beginning long, of winter. Exactly. And for us it doesn't actually snow in the beginning of winter, it just mm-hmm. gets cold. And then it snows in like March. Yeah. And that's not great because by March I just want winter to be yeah, done. Yeah, that's a good point. And if I've, I had to choose winter would be but the thing is is it makes the rest of the season so much better and i think if i lived somewhere with just one or two seasons it would be really hard to appreciate the rest of the seasons um and i do get that i don't know it's just an interesting i'm not really sure yeah i try to love all the seasons i mean definitely yeah no i definitely especially in the beginning of winter i get really excited for it yeah like the first snow the first snow is wonderful and but i mean as we've mentioned, that February and March get really depressing sometimes. Yeah. Because it's just, you just, just drag it to be warm, warm weather again. But then um, it makes spring But so then much it does, and it's, everyone is so much more, so, I was just about to say, so much more happier, but so much happier because of it. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, William Brown. This was helpful. <laughs> Great. I'm glad he helped, I guess. Uh, what's your last quote? So my last quote is by Ernest Hemingway, who was an American journalist, novelist, short story writer, and noted sportsman. I'm sure many of you have heard of him. Um, But this quote is, When spring came, even the false spring, there were no problems except where to be happiest. The only thing that could spoil a day was people, and if you could keep from making engagements, each day had no limits. People were always the limiters of happiness, except for the very few that were as good as spring itself. That's very good. I love that. Yeah, I I found this last minute, and I was very glad that I did. Because, I mean, again, it's just talking about how once it's spring, you just are so much happier. At least, and I'm making a big generalization, but at least for me and Ernest Hemingway, we both find that spring makes us much more happy. Much happier. Um, and it, I found it funny that it was, I, it was a little bit cynical, but still funny that if you could just be in nature and just be in spring, you would be happier than if you had to interact with people in the world around you. And I think there's some, I do see where that's coming from because spring itself is just, just a season in nature is just a joyous thing. Um, and then it's once you bring the rest of the world into it, that it can be other influences can make it less amazing but it does become less cynical by saying that there's still some people who are as good as spring itself and in this sense that's a huge compliment yeah i was just about to say that like even though it does have the cynical aspect of like people ruin the happiness of spring i also love that he acknowledges that you know some people are just like spring and they can make you as happy as spring could if you spend all of your time enjoying spring and um I don't know even though a lot of the quote is kind of cynical I like the kind of positivity at the at the very end of it of saying like you know some some people are just like spring and like you're lucky to get to know those people and I also love that a person can be described as yeah spring to me that's (laughs) someone who represents spring and I yeah it would be a huge because I think if someone's like spring, not only are they just something good that I or someone that I appreciate, but they're also 
vibrant and enthusiastic and excited to, like, live life. And maybe you feel euphoria when you're around that kind of person. Yeah, you just feel happy. Blithesome. Yeah, exactly. They're just, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a... It's a a really cool way of describing people that I never considered before. Yeah. No, definitely. And I just, I like that he mentioned that as a whole, like, if you just get rid of all of man-made things and all of the social constructs that we have and just lived in nature in the spring, you'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that's pretty hard to argue with. Um, And the other thing that can make your life feel like it's living spring, living, like you're living in nature during the spring is being around people who are just like the spring. Definitely. I really love that quote, Bronwyn. Thank you. And the last quote of this fine evening is... Uh, The last quote that I have um, is, Nothing is so beautiful as spring when weeds in wheels shoot long and lovely and lush. Um, And that was said by Gerard Manley Hopkins, who was an English poet. All of these people are English poets. Every single one is an English poet. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, I just realized that. The English like to talk about the weather. (laughs) True. Um, And Jesuit priest whose posthumous fame... Posthumous. (laughs) Posthumous. That's going to be a wordlet. uh, Posthumous? Posthumous. Posthumous. Is it not a good word? It's like after death. Never mind. Um, It's posthumous. (laughs) Posthumous. I've never heard it before, okay, Brian? You definitely have. Just never read it. Whose? Whose posthumous... Wait, post. <laughs> no, you have that to leave that in. Who's post? Posthumous. Posthumous. Oh my god! <laughs> Not saying that word ever, ever again. Fame established him among the leading Victorian poets. His manipulation of prosody, prosody, prosody. Hi, you don't know how to pronounce that one either. Um, established him as an innovative writer of verse. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> I'd like to on. make a um, public apology because the words, it's posthumous and it's uh, prosody, and I um, I looked it up because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't make fal- making false statements, and lo and behold, I was. She was. Sophia, would you like to, you could just do a quick read through. No. <laughs> no, I'm not saying either of those two words ever again because I'm so afraid to get them wrong now. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I'm looking at this quote. I don't. Do you want to read it one more time? We've had a bit of a tangent. <laughs> yeah, sure. Nothing is so beautiful as spring when weeds in wheels shoot long and lovely and lush. And I don't know. It um, wasn't necessarily a super profound quote about spring, but um, I kind of love the statement that nothing is so beautiful as spring. Like spring is definitely a very very special uh, thing that occurs on this earth, and we're very lucky to experience it every single year. Um, yeah, and the last part was also just kind of lovely to read, like, long and lovely and lush and alliteration and, um... Just the beauty of spring. Yeah, it, it, I think it did a pretty good job of describing exactly Do you know what it was? A beautiful sentence and a beautiful font about the beautiful spring. That it was. We have a cool font, guys. It is actually a very, very nice font. Hard to read, but... Yes. Very nice. No... Yeah, I agree. And uh, now that we've somehow made it through 
um, the most, the most, the most posthumous, the majority of this episode, um, in the posthumous, posthumous part, hmm, I was gonna say, like, the posthumousness of, like, after the quotes, but I didn't know how to phrase it, but yeah, what are you, what the posthumous of the quotes, I don't know, it is now oh, no, you're right, that's wrong, um, to move on to, Anecdotes, of course. Everyone's favorite. Well, I don't know actually. I don't know. My favorite people. It's probably my favorite as well. Um, Bronwyn, would you like to start us off with some of your anecdotes? Yeah. So I don't have really specific. Actually, I just thought of a specific story that I shall share at the end of it. But just awesome. kind of my feelings towards spring, which I've mentioned some of them, but I'll have some new thoughts as well. So again, I've talked about how excited I am when it's spring. I just I get so excited once I realize. Wait, like I always know. Oh yeah end of winter into spring oh i get so excited i'm so happy and then it happens i'm like i always forget how happy i get this has happened (laughs) every single year um and this morning that happened where i was like literally last week i was saying i'm gonna be so excited when it's spring i always am and now i'm more excited than i can yeah exactly (laughs) but just from things like um with like after daylight savings that obviously you have to get up earlier but having the days feel longer because it doesn't get dark so quickly or the smell in the morning which is kind of warm and a bit humid and a bit later it smells a bit like mud or a bit like wet dirt and then things like nostalgic memories from when I was little and the feeling of like I remember like it would be like six o'clock p.m. And I could go run around outside still because it wasn't dark yet. I could still like play outside and things like eating dinner outside on our, like, picnic table, which we used to do every now and then. And those kind of feelings are just very sentimental. Um, And, I don't know, some more specific anecdotes. I have such a vivid memory. This is, like, I can just feel all of my senses in this moment of, in maybe third or fourth grade, walking to the bus and smelling the hot asphalt and the exhaust from the bus and it was maybe like may and the exhaust from the bus and like smelling like the rubber on the stairs up to the bus and i remember like i was wearing this skirt and i can remember like what my shoes felt like and what it smelled like and how warm it was and my backpack was a bit heavy and i remember at the end of the day i never drank water at school so especially in the warmer months i would always have a slight headache on the way home on the bus and just i this vivid memory of like spring um that's really cool yeah and then the other one is also around the same time and i just remember after at lunchtime in like third in fourth grade actually we had the last lunch and then recess or we had yeah we had lunch then recess and then we went to our next class and it was social studies right after and I remember spring running around outside just running for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever and just just playing outside and then being like slightly out of breath slightly like just sweaty slightly sticky and just warm and then going into the school and it was like air conditioning and like sitting down in the social studies class and everyone's just like like wiped out yeah, I have a very actually now that you're saying that I have I'm picturing in my head like walking in from recess and everyone's slightly red faced and yeah. like 
the having the cool air of the air conditioning hit you as you walk in from being warm and from and having around. to like walk single file silently yeah. and I don't know it just is very vivid and I don't have any I really don't have many memories of this in the winter or even yeah. in the fall I have a lot of these memories of like the spring and the end of the school year of just like warmness outside and it goes to show you like everyone is so much happier in the spring and that's what we remember is that um you know that was when we were the most content probably with our school day like this is what we do this is exciting this is happy um and then my last anecdote is actually about some home videos that we have and they're from i was probably like eight and my brother is maybe nine and my dad used to take these videos on his blackberry phone with like the keyboard on it and i distinctly remember him i actually don't re- i vaguely remember actually this memory happening but looking back i like the home videos that i remember are always these ones and there's one where my brother and I, we used to just, my dad would put the bikes in the car and we'd go to, like, the train station or there was a, like, little street next to us and we would just bike around. And there's one of my dad holding the Blackberry and you can just hear him behind him go, look at Timmy biking, 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 like, singing that behind the camera. And us, like, biking by and my dad's like, wait for the camera! And, like, waving as we bike by. And, like, my brother had this green fleece and I had, I think, like, a dark blue one. And then there's another video that we have. Of, we set up a sprinkler in the lawn. And this is, again, this is, like, May, May, June-ish. And we're running around in the sprinkler. And my dad is, like, walking around with the camera. And it's, like, slightly, like, not the best quality. Um, and you can, he's, like, you can hear... My brother, he used to just say really, like, whenever he would see my dad videoing, um, he would just go, he would just, like, just yell, like, hi, dad, dad, hi, <laughs> like, something like that, and this, like, little high-pitched little kid voice, and, like, just us running around and, like, laughing, and we're like, ah, no, don't get me the sprinkler, don't do that, and, like, when's mom coming home, and it's just such a funny, like, I just, that's, like, those are the two home videos that I always remember, um, and it's just like a very nostalgic time of year in the spring. Definitely. And as you were saying that, all the more and more anecdotes like pop into my head of all these. Because you're right, it is a very nostalgic time. Yeah. I think I might remember a lot more um, just from my childhood in general, from spring and summer than from any other yeah. time period. Because it's definitely a very, very nostalgic time. Yeah. Yeah. That was wonderful. So what are your anecdotes? Um, so my anecdotes are kind of similar to yours in that I just have a list of things that I do love about spring and then a couple of specific stories that I'll go into in the end. But we've mentioned a lot throughout this episode the smell of spring Mm -hmm. and uh, you mentioned it in your anecdote portion as well. But I can't physically describe the smell of spring because I don't, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like sometimes you get a whiff of it on, in, in a nice breeze and you know like, smells like spring yeah i don't know it smells kind of sweet to me maybe sweet and sweet. warm exactly and muddy sweet and, and warm fresh and 
Yes, fresh, sweet, warm, fresh, all those things, definitely. I just love the smell of spring. It's one of my favorite things. And especially after the cold, dark winter, it's so refreshing. And it's the most amazing thing when you walk outside and you're like, oh my gosh, it smells like spring. Yeah. Um, The other thing I wrote down was sun and warmth. Like when um, we were standing outside at the bus today, I realized I was warm. And I was standing in the sun. And, I mean, I'm wearing a very heavy fleece, which so it makes sense that I was warm. But still, it was the first time that I had been worn, warm outside in months. And the realization of that hit me like, oh, spring is coming. And it just made me all that much happier. Yeah. Um, and sunshine. I Winter, like, it, there can be sunny days in winter, and it's very, very bright. But there's something about sunshine in the spring that's mm-hmm. just so much more special. Um, and we've we've said this throughout the episode as well, but everyone is noticeably happier in spring. Yeah. Like, you can see the change in people's moods um, in the springtime. And it's just, it's such a cheerful time period for everyone. And uh, everyone is just noticeably more content. And I love that. And leaves also. We have, um, I'm pretty lucky to live in an area with a lot of trees around. So there's a lot of woods where uh, we live. And um, this goes into one of the anecdotes that I was going to describe a little bit later, but my brother and I used to always go out and explore the woods, and we would go into the woods, and my mom would always be like, you have to wear long, t- long pants or else ticks will come, um, and, you know, have adventures, and this was a lot of, in the fall, too, a lot yeah. of times. I can picture it more of when, like, the le- all the leaves were on the ground, but a little bit in spring as well, just, like, exploring in the woods and, you know, seeing... What was out there, not much was out there. It was a lot of trees and rocks and leaves, but it was still so much fun. You know, kids' imaginations can run wild with that kind of playtime, and we loved that. Um, And something that I absolutely love in spring is, have you guys ever noticed this? Our family talks about this a lot, like the green haze. When the snow has melted away, and it's definitely spring, like it's getting warm, there's this, like, it's almost like a film of just green. I've never noticed and this. And it's, like, little leaves. Like, the leaves are really little. And so it's not, like, noticeably green and full yet, but it's just kind of, like, light green almost. That's so cool. I've and it's, like, a thin that. layer of green on all of the trees. What I have noticed is it'll go from one week there's no leaves, and then you're driving home from school the next week, and... It's just green everywhere. Yeah. It's literally just over a week which all is of a what, sudden at least. Exactly, which is what makes this like time period so special because it's literally two or three days yeah. and it's this green haze. And that's when you know spring is definitely here. Mm-hmm. And you, we, we can call it spring now because there's green. And it's the, usually the first sign of green is, well, I mean, besides the grass, is the, like the, just a little bit of haze on the trees. And I just thought of that just now, but that's definitely something that our family points out every year. Yeah. Um, is the little green haze on the trees. Also, baby animals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we see the baby deer in spring. Yeah. There's a lot of deer where we live, and um, the moms will lead their deer families through the woods. And um, it's... I associate all baby animals with spring, and it's it's a wonderful time period for so many reasons. And then a couple of personal anecdotes. Um, we've talked about the farm a lot on this podcast. Um, just once or twice. And, yeah, just, just a few times. Um, and the farm is the, I just, I was about to say the farm is when spring starts up again, but the spring is when the farm starts up again. And it's often, um, a little bit browner. And then as 
the apprentice program goes on, it becomes more green and full, and there are more crops. That yeah. There's a lot of planting in the spring, and then to see the crop, those crops that we planted grow over the summer is amazing. Um, and so that's another positive memory that I associate with spring. And then one last thing that I wanted to mention is that we got our dog in spring. Same! Um, and we, I, we got our first dog... Uh, his name is Darwin. We got him when I was in third grade, which um, I had been begging for a dog the entire eight years of my life before we finally got one in third grade. And so I was absolutely over the moon when we finally got a dog in third grade. And he was the cutest little thing, and he would snuggle with us, and he was, like, so sweet and fun to pet. We finally had a dog. And I just, the spring of third grade, because we had this puppy, was one of the happiest springs of my entire Aww. life because we I'd been begging for a dog for eight years and we finally had a dog and he was so sweet and we all loved him so much. Um, and so I remember my dad took all these pictures of him in the grass. And it was this long green grass and he's um, a golden retriever so his color contrasted really well with the grass Aww. and he, like, these pictures turned out really lovely. Of, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's just... The one last memory, I, very positive memory that I associate I, with spring. I know I'm done with my anecdotes, but that no, did please, remind me. My cat used to, so he was an outdoor indoor cat, so he would go outside, and then he never, like, stayed out for too long. He liked to be around us, so he'd come back inside. But in the winter, he just wouldn't go outside because it was cold. And he would kind of, like, sniff it, put his paw on it, and then it would be cold. And he was bad about using his litter box, so sometimes we'd be like, no, 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 you got to go outside. We'd put him outside, and then... He would just be, like, like trying not to touch the snow and, like, shaking his paws off and then run back inside as soon as he could. But in the spring, he just loved it. He'd just go outside, sit on the porch, he would, and then sit on the porch all day in the sun and relax and, like, bask in the sun. And then he would, after a while, like, come to the door and meow to be let in. And you'd be like, okay, yeah, do you want to come in now? And he wouldn't actually want to come inside. He would turn around, like, put his tail up, which is, like, means, like, oh, hi. Like, it's, like, kind of like a dog wagging their tail. Like, put his tail tail straight up and would kind of, like, like run a few steps and then stop and look behind because oh. he wanted us to come outside with him and just enjoy the spring with him. That's amazing. Yeah, and that just reminded me of that. Oh, that's so Isn't good. That so sweet? That's so sweet. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I just love the spring. That's amazing. Yeah, our dogs really love the winter because they're golden retrievers, so they have a lot yeah. of fur. So they love playing in the snow. Um, but I don't know. I think they're kind of indifferent about spring, but I oh, I love that. That's so cute. So he would like, look back at you and say, like, come yeah, on out. Come on out. <laughs> oh, that's like, so cute. Yeah. And then he'd just so sit there and purr and sit next to you. Oh, Isn't that adorable? That's amazing. Yeah. See, spring is... Time full of happiness, everyone. 100%. And maybe now that spring is hopefully coming along, I know it's only March 15th, but it's getting warmer out there. Yeah, I really hope that um, it doesn't snow next Wednesday. Yeah. We put this up. Yeah, that, would, that wouldn't be very Put a fitting. little damper on this, but it's okay. Yeah. But, you know, something to look forward to if it does snow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any last thoughts, Sophia? I think we covered it all. I'm really glad we did spring this week yeah go outside appreciate the sunshine in the spring definitely and make sure you check out our intro music 
which is Inspirational Life. And our outro music. Blossoming Inspiration. And our cover artist, who is? Uh, you can find her on Instagram at dinobite. That's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. She's amazing. Um, if you want anything to be drawn, she can definitely do that for you. She does commissions. Um, so please let her know. Contact us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas. For sure. Thank you to everyone who's contacted us thus far. It's such a pleasure for us to get emails from you guys. Yeah, it really is. It's so exciting. It is. <laughs> um, rate, review, subscribe. For sure. Follow us on Instagram, quotes.and.anecdotes. Yeah, we, we post, post updates every week of when the episodes go up. With some nice aesthetic backgrounds. Yes, thanks to our wonderful friend. Who makes them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that's all we have for this week. Shall we do our outro? Yeah, let's do that. Thank, Thank you, you for listening to Quotes and Anecdotes. Anecdotes. We, we hope you had fun because we certainly did. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And cut. <laughs>